Hey everyone, your designers are here. I'm Anita at Cedar Hill Farmhouse. And I'm Yvonne at Stone Gable. And I'm Kelly at My Soulful Home. And we have tips and tricks and decorating advice for you today. So let's get started. Today is episode 186, Learn the Secret of Symmetry. Ooh, and it will unlock so many design possibilities. <laughs> yes, and it beauty. will. <laughs> That's right. And to find any information that we talk about in the show links, you're going to go to decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 186 for the show notes. So let's okay. dive into some symmetry. Okay. Well, you know, you might be thinking symmetry, wah, wah. What does that have no. to do? I know. I <laughs> oh, know. No. Well, that's you what I was going to say. You would be foolish. You would be foolish. Really, you see symmetry all around you. And our bodies are actually a very good example of symmetry. When um, we think of symmetry, I want you to think of a seesaw or a scale, but I, I like to think of a seesaw and it's a way to balance decor um, many different ways uh, and to um, sort of equalize it for our eyes and then our minds and our minds pick that up as something so incredibly beautiful. Seriously, symmetry is the secret to a beautiful home. What do you okay, think? Okay, done. <laughs> <laughs> There's the secret. It's out. The secret is uh-huh. out. But yes. we, we need to have some good examples of how to do it and how to use symmetry. So how about you girls picking up there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I definitely agree with everything that Yvonne said. And it's symmetry is really akin to balance, of course, and it doesn't matter what your style is. And I just wanted to go through a couple of different types of symmetry because, you know, like I like to have, um, you know, this like the note taking section when we when we do go into some details about various things. So like, we're going into the note taking. Right. So we're taking okay. so get out your pens. Right. I have mine out. You can take notes or you can just take it in. But oh, there I'm are just different, leaning in. Just lean in. So there are different types of symmetry. And some people might think that the last one I mentioned is actually the opposite of symmetry, but they, again, would be foolish to think that. So let me clear this all up for you. There are uh, four basic different types of symmetry. So you have reflection, which is a mirror image. So say you had a setup where, uh, you know, one side of the room, you had a uh, a sofa and a chair and an end table. And on the other side, you had a facing sofa and a chair and an end table. That would be a mirror symmetry. So reflection. And then there's rotational symmetry, which you um, balance the items around a central focal point, right? And so that's mm-hmm. really works in mm-hmm. like an open concept area and a larger room. And then there's transitional and this one I really like. So transitional symmetry has to do with kind of the illusion of motion. So by repeating the same pattern multiple times within the same space, you create the feeling of symmetrical motion. Oh, and I would akin this to what we talk about all the time about flow, you know? So whether it's like a similar little vignettes with the same colors or picking out, you know, different pops of colors through pillows or throws and flowers or something like that. So you're creating this, this sense of balance by having the color 
or the items, the similar items flow throughout the space. And then now really lean in deep this time. Asymmetry. This is a type of symmetry, right? It's a purposeful breaking of the symmetrical pattern, but it's still a symmetry. It's not the opposite. Mm -hmm. So it's still a form of balance. And that's your notes down. (laughs) Yes. I think it creates interest. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking as we're talking about this of plates on a wall and back Mm -hmm. in the olden times, you know, 30 years ago, 10 years ago, you would have, it was always done symmetrically, perhaps around a mirror or uh, other artwork on the wall. It was always done symmetrically. Now there's sometimes a swirl pattern. And the way it's often done now is very asymmetrically. And it's like you said about the feeling of motion. That's what mm-hmm. I think of a lot of the plate designs now on the wall that are beautiful. So those are two different ways you can do the asymmetry or the uh, symmetrical look. Is for, That's an example would be the plates on the wall. Yeah, that's a great mm. example. I have a little story that has to do with symmetry. Okay. When Bobby and I were first married, uh, I think, well, I was pregnant with Jacqueline. So we, I, that was Christmas time. So we're married like a year and a half and I was about six months pregnant. And, um, we always got a tree that, you know, we cut our trees down for Christmas out in the field. And of course they don't look as big as they do until you bring them home. And then (laughs) it looks like the white house Christmas tree. And you're going to, you're thinking, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do with this? So, um, Bobby, I wanted it in one window in our in our um, in our uh, living room that faced out to the street, and Bobby moved all the furniture to one side of the room, and then just had this Christmas tree <laughs> plunked on the other side. Well, of course, this is going to bother me to tears, and I'm and I'm just. So you I'm mean thinking, like a ship and it it was, uh, you know, oh, healing. Everything was on the starboard side. You know? <laughs> and I just, I, I was like verklept over this. And I said, Bobby, please, this just doesn't look right. We've got, you know, um, I've, I've got to, I can't live in this room with just a, a Christmas tree on one side of the room and all the, like the big sofa and the chairs and everything on the other side of the room. And he said, well, I'm not moving it. I'm going to go upstairs and do whatever he was going to do. Well, I was so determined that I couldn't stand it. That six months pregnant, I'm like pulling all this big furniture around and I, and got it so beautifully symmetrical and it looked so nice. And, and when he came downstairs, he said, Hmm. So when they come tomorrow, where are they going to put the piano? Because he had gotten me a piano for Christmas. Oh, <laughs> oh that Bobby. I know. And knew that it would, where it would fit. And I, I put the sofa there. So <laughs> I sort of you, ruined my You can't my do own. that to a designer. No. <laughs> it just messes. If he had said, something's going right here, leave a bare spot. No. Bear where spot. are we going to put cute. the piano? Well, this is now after, you know, decades of being married to this man. He understands that about me. But we hadn't been married more than a year and a half. <laughs> and he said, where are you going to put the piano? Because I just couldn't stand that's so having cute. an off-balance room. Well, yeah, because symmetry really 
not only does it make your space look the best in any of the forms that we just went through, but it's also easier for the brain to process. So if it's easier for your brain to process symmetry, it's more enjoyable. It's innately more enjoyable to you. And it doesn't like make you crazy like the um, Christmas tree on one side and all the furniture on the other was doing to Yvonne. Yeah. Uh, Symmetry is also kind of known, done in like the mirror style, the reflection style. It really adds a sense of formality and graciousness to a room. So, uh, you know, although symmetry can be and should be employed in any style to a certain degree, if you do it in that reflection style, you're going to definitely add a sense of formality and grandeur to a room. And I, when I think of that, I think a lot of Williamsburg style, you know, um, 18th century, very, very symmetrical. They love symmetrical, even in houses, they liked symmetry. Well, that's true. And I think they had a lot more going on than we do. I think it was just automatically every room was exactly symmetrical and we tend not to have symmetry as the default, Uh, I do have two things as a very practical advice. If you want to add some symmetry to your house, sure. I always buy matching lamps. And when I buy a chair, I always buy two chairs. That's, that is such a good tip, Anita. Uh, And that's practically came into use here at our house. We're uh, still working on our master bedroom. It's a slow process, but it'll be done hopefully by the end of May. Um, I took a, a sofa table that we've used for years and we've had it in our breakfast area. We took it out, had it in the basement, brought it up to sit, be in our sitting area. And we have two beautiful cushy chairs that, you know, we can sit in the sofa table. We have light, a light on it. I did not buy the second light and mm. it is a beautiful oh. lamp. But I wish, I wish, I wish I had two of them and I got it at Home Goods. So the chance yeah. of me going mm-hmm. back to get a second one is right. pretty slim. Well, and so even good, good advice. Right. So even if you're buying lamps or chairs for a particular room, you may say, but I only have room for one of the lamps or one of the chairs. I go ahead and buy the second one if I can afford it and find it because eventually they're I'm going to end up with a situation where I'm going to want both of the chairs together in one room. I'm going to want make chairs that match and they're going to end up in the room, same and room. Anita, same thing with ex- the lamps. That's exactly yeah. what I did. I had used it. It was down in the basement uh, for a couple of years. And I thought, you know, that lamp would look great here. I put it upstairs and I thought, oh, if only I had a second one, it would have looked so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I yeah. have two, the French settees with the exposed wood in my living room. I'm, I'm even weirder than that. I have three of those. I have one in my bedroom oh, and two in the goodness. living room. The same one. The same exact. Well, the fabric's yeah. different. I mean, yeah, now yeah. I did a slip cover. They look mm-hmm. the same, but mm, it's the same one. Mm-hmm. Wow. And my my very favorite room, uh, um, chairs in my house are my, I call them bubble chairs. They're spindle chairs. And they sit on either side of French doors in my living room. And for some reason, I am so drawn to that. And if I put a pillow on one, I have to put a pillow on the other. Mm-hmm. But then I'll just throw- Do the pillows like a, match? Oh, I got gorgeous new pillows that match. And then, uh-huh. but I'll put a throw just on one and not on mm-hmm. the other. Right. Just I like for that a little look. bit of, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That right. Asymmetry. So that's the thing, right? So when to use symmetry. So if you want to use real straight up symmetry, right? If you have, um, there's a focal point, the focal point is- 
centric to the room, right? So like the fireplace or something like that. Or And if you enjoy logic and order and structure, you're probably going to tend to more a very uh, formal straight up symmetry. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Also, if you want to just balance out your room and pull it all together without much effort, Symmetry helps you do that. That's the secret, really, because it really makes every room look better and instantly pulls it together. And as I mentioned before, it does tend to have, if it's done in sort of that reflective style, straight-up Symmetry seems to have a much more formal aesthetic to it. Now, if you like feel like just a little more playful, a little, (laughs) I don't want to say chaos, but some sort of organized chaos, just some, Mm -hmm. a little bit more fun and whimsical, then you're going to tend towards some asymmetry, which again is a purposeful break in the symmetry. And if you're willing to work a little bit harder, because working in something asymmetrical makes the balance a little harder because it sort of throws it off a little bit. You know, so it's kind of like instead of standing on the ground, you're standing on a skateboard, you got to work a little harder, right? Um, my favorite is symmetry and then a little bit of asymmetry to throw something off to give it some interest. Because you don't want your your rooms to look like rooms in a hotel. Because most of the time in a, you know, it's sort of a, not a fabulously designed hotel, but a lovely, nice hotel. There's going to be a lot of symmetry in that hotel room, right? It's almost like a model home. They're not, it's not going to have that little bit of asymmetry that gives it that interest, you know, that kind of catches you off guard a little bit. So I want something in my rooms that gives it a little, it turns it up a notch and gives it a little bit of more interest. And I think asymmetry can help you do that. Well, when you were talking about skateboarding, I'm thinking we're at the playground because I'm going to give a an example. If symmetry is something that you've not thought about, it's probably, if you have an eye for design, it's something that you probably have done sort of automatically. You sort of know in your gut. But I always think of a, of a seesaw and you want to make sure it's relatively balanced on either end and you can start with your focal point just think about about putting that in the middle of your seesaw and what what um furniture are you going to put on one end that's going to balance out the other end and that's a real good sort of visual to get when you when you're thinking of symmetry you want that your whole room to feel balance. Like there's not, again, um, more furniture on one side than the other, or even more color on one side than the right. other because it works for color. Right. So it's, it it's about the balance, not just mm-hmm. the exact symmetry, but the exactly. feeling of balance. And and I, I think that happens a lot in rooms where there's small furniture on one side and big furniture on another side, and it just doesn't feel right. But sometimes people can't figure out what's off about it, but that does. Mm-hmm. And look at the, yeah, look at the size of your furniture. Look at the color that you have around the room. You want to bounce that color. And, and, you know, we preach this all the time, limited color palette, limited color palette. Um, and it doesn't mean it has to be a neutral color palette, but a limited color palette, but you don't want to get too matchy matchy right. either. But um, that's the transitional symmetry. Oh, I love. There you go. Mm -hmm. Well, flow, flow, flow. Mm -hmm. And I just did a picture. I'll link to it uh, on Instagram of my girl's bedroom at the farm. And it's three beds. And I just did some panels, some calico panels 
of a, a kind of some pink fabric on either side of those bed coronas. Mm-hmm. And the, I think the reason that it appeals to, this is one of the most popular rooms that of people that see all my stuff. This is one of the most popular rooms. I think the reason is because it's just a simplicity and symmetry of the room. Right. Three the beds. repeat. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's repeat. exactly every, the fabric, the bedding on each bed is exactly the same. The curtains behind each bed are exactly the same. And then I've got in between the beds, the exact same lamps. Yep. And then above, mm-hmm. I just added some sconces. So it's, it's completely symmetrical, but there's, and it may, you may go, oh, that's boring, but there's a pleasingness to it. There's a, a comfort that your eye feels when you see that. Anita, that room is iconic. Uh, it is just so beautifully done. And it, oh, and it always you. has been the way you did it before uh, and the way you did it now really uh, we'll put that in the show notes because it's such a beautiful example. Um, and you said something about being simple. If mm-hmm. you think you don't have symmetry in a room, you may want to see do you have too much in that room. Because uh, to, if you simplify a room um, and tend to work with the, with just several pieces, several nice key pieces, I think you end up with a better symmetry. The more you stuff a room, the harder it is to get that pleasing look. Yeah, good point. Um, here are a couple of easy tips uh, to bring symmetry into your home. There's a few design uh, tricks and tips. Um, find the focal point, find the room's core function, and then create your symmetry around that. So that might be that sort of rotational symmetry that we talked about. Now, I'm going to just say as a caveat, be careful if that's the TV, you know, because now you're, <laughs> you're, you know, you're designing around a television and and be careful if it's something that you don't really like too, because that's going to be your core element. Mm-hmm. But absolutely. say it's your fireplace or something absolutely beautiful that you love, then find that and then create your symmetry around that. That's and a then, very good point. The next one is that the it's really, as Anita said, the balance. It's not necessarily that the items are exactly the same, but it's the weight of the furniture. So you want to have similar weights on either side of the your focal point. Excuse me, Kelly. Mm-hmm. You're talking about visual weight? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, not like, like how much it weighs. Yeah, like not on, not on the scale. Mm-hmm. But, you yeah. know, is it... A you visual know, if you, weight. A, uh, I'll come back. Let me just add, add the last one and then okay. I'm going to come back because I have a exa- really great example that just happened to me in my own house um, good, good, good. where this came into play. And then, uh, you know, so we're saying, yes, it doesn't have to be the exact same thing. So it could be, you know, two different chairs, but they have the same visual weight, but they look different. Or it could be a lamp and a vase, you know, so it's a vase with flowers in it or an empty vase and then it's a lamp. They have the same weight. They're not the exact same item, but they balance because they have the same sort of visual weight and the same feel and they appeal to your eye in the same way. And then, um, as we said, adding some asymmetry also adds the visual interest. So those are three tips of how to create symmetry in your room. Now, getting back to this one with uh, how Yvonne pointed out, is it the weight, the actual how much it weighs or what it looks like? So in my entryway, I have this deacon's bench, which is made of wood and it's carved. And it it's a pretty, it's, you know, it's not a gigantic piece, but it's a pretty heavy looking piece. And then across from it, I have an entry table, similar type of wood, 
similar weight. So they're balancing each other. And over on the other side by the door, I had a little bistro chair. So, you know, kind of wispy compared to these these pieces of wooden furniture. And I had uh, at various times like a galvanized big pitcher next to it. At one point I had an olive bucket with a plant in it. But I was always sort of like, coming down the stairs and looking and saying like, I love that bistro chair and I want that in my life and I want that here. (laughs) But it just, and then I'd look over and it just did not balance with the other two pieces. It looked too slight. Like, and with the seesaw example, as if the bistro side of the entry would be way up in the air and those, the other side with the two heavy pieces of furniture would be slammed back on the ground. So, I just decided, I don't know, I was really supposed to be doing something else, but I said, this is the moment I'm going to move this chair. Isn't and that I, always yeah. how it right. is. And then I re- remembered I had this carved chair that I didn't know what to do with that, you know, we found in the barn here. And I was like, oh, you know, it's just a so shame. you just but went I, to your warehouse. To I went to my warehouse. Chair. I went to my orphanage. And, um, you know, I always thought, it's such a shame I don't have a place for this chair. Such a shame, such a shame. What am I going to do with it? And then I thought, this is the chair that needs to balance. And let me tell you, I took the little bistro chair with the little grain sack pillow on it, moved it away, and I put this beautiful carved chair that had similar weight and similar coloration to the bench and the and the uh, entry table. And wow, it completely transformed my entry. It looks so much better. And I feel better when I look at it. And I know that's a visceral reaction to having created the symmetry. Mm -hmm. And don't you think, I think many of the people, maybe most of the people listening, because you love decor, obviously, um, have that sort of visceral feeling as well. Like something is off or, oh, that looks so nice. And it it may be a matter of symmetry. I think we sort of innately know um, symmetry. Do you know what I'm saying? I agree that I think, Almost anybody can look at a room and tell you if it's off. Uh, they may not know how to fix it, but people can right. usually tell when they see it. Uh, it just doesn't feel right. Right. Exactly. I love that. And here's the easiest way to show symmetry. Uh, buying two pillows that are the same and a different pillow, like a lumbar for the center, something that easy will will promote symmetry in, on a sofa. And then right. like a throw being put on one side, but not the other, that's a little bit of your asymmetry. Yeah. Easy, easy peasy. I mean, yeah. that, that's simple. That's just as a, such so a always good example. Get, get matching two pillows. pillows right. I would just two lamps, two chairs and two pillows. Mm-hmm. Always two pillows. I don't always get two chairs. Most of the time though. It's a little more expensive than two pillows, I do. but yeah. you know, yeah. just if you can do it. If I'm having like a, a little funny accent chair, I usually don't buy two. Right. But yeah, right. I like I just got two two new chairs for my family room, and I bought two of them because they go on either side of my fireplace to create that symmetry. Because that focal point is definitely the fireplace and the bookshelves, and I wanted something symmetrical on either side, so I got the chairs. Now I have a throw on one and a um and a basket of books next to it. So it throws it off just a little. You don't have to put a piece of furniture um, in your house to make it asymmetrical. You could do something as small as like putting a basket of books on the one side, the other side doesn't have it. 
Yeah, I think creating the asymmetry, you should should do it in those smaller accessories. Absolutely. And it's so, your eye picks up the symmetry, but it sees something, oh, that's a little interesting and off. Let me let me focus on that. Right. I, I think that is what really um, uh, interior designers do and they do so well is they off balance something just a tad because that actually does make a, diff- uh, a difference and makes it interesting. If it's too much, it's odd. Right. If it's too much, it's odd. It would be like, you know, it's a picture walking into that hotel room. You open the door and you walk in, there's going to be two chairs and they're probably going to have the same exact pillow on them. There's going to be no throw and there's maybe going to be a round, you know, pedestal coffee table or side table in between them. Okay. Nice. Right. But if you walked into your home and you had that set up, so you have two chairs and you have a small table in between. And if you had two nice pillows and then at just like we were saying, you have the throw hanging over one or you have a basket of books sitting next to the other one or you have a uh, standing lamp arcing over yes. one of them. Just something that sort of tweak it a little bit. And that really adds the interest. I mean, people, um, it's so popular nowadays. Uh, people are having their tables with different types of chairs, which I love that look. And someone might say, oh, if you were asked a question, true or false, is this symmetrical or not symmetrical? A lot of people might say, oh, it's not, that's not symmetrical, but it really can be symmetrical, even if all the chairs are different, because again, it's the balance of the weights. So, you know, if they were like my example, heavy furniture, and then you added a bistro chair, that might feel off. But if the chairs are of similar weights, you can get away with that. It's a type of symmetry. They don't, it's again, it doesn't have to be exact. So maybe you do two matching chairs at either end. If it's a rectangle type table, uh, maybe two Parsons chairs or something at the end. And then the ta- the chairs in between along the sides of the table can be all different. And Kelly, that's what I've done with my dining room table. Mm-hmm. I have a, and nothing matches, nothing's, well, my two, one, two, I have two head chairs that are the same and they're um, sort of a wing chair done in a really modern linen fabric with um, nail heads. And then I, in the back, um, as you're looking at it, I have two chairs, 18th century chairs that I painted and, and um, treated and antique. So they're sort of white and gray and antiqued with um, interesting seat covers that I recovered in. And then I had a long bench. Now that long bench balances out those two seats, but right. it's all different. And you know what I do? I throw, I put a throw over, I love throws for asymmetry, put a throw over my bench to the one side and it gives it a little asymmetry. Well, I love the throw. It adds some color. And then like you said, some asymmetry, but then you've got usually some pillows that match. So that kind of gives it the balance too. So it's a little bit of both. I think, I think you want some symmetry and some, but you don't want everything exactly symmetrical throughout your entire house. So I think the asymmetry is, is a wonderful thing to do as well. Also, you can bring in symmetry by matching, like we said, same chairs, but don't be too matchy matchy because you don't want, you don't want like all your fabrics to be the same and your pillows to be the same because then that becomes very boring. 
You're taking right. symmetry you do want some, a little think, too far. I think the symmetry is a secret, but another secret is to add, and we talk about this on the podcast, tension. You want yes. the room to have a little bit of tension. So you want to add some tension some way, something that perhaps is a little unexpected, maybe one item that's not the color scheme, that the, the limited color palette, maybe one thing that's just a little bit off from what you would expect for the room. And I think that gives it some fun fun to the room. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. Tension is a good thing. You just have to step back, you know, or step away. My biggest secret is you you love to take a picture, Anita, and that's an awesome way to to have a sort of a different eye on things. Also, I walk away from that room and come back maybe an hour or two later with a fresh eye and I can, and real a, a critical eye, but you know, not a bad, like a good criticism, like constructive criticism. And I look at it to see, okay, what's going on in this room? What looks off? What, what could I add? Especially what can you edit to give a beautiful symmetry with a little bit of tension or asymmetry in it? Yeah, I love the way Anita's um, house in the Heights is set up when you have those the bookcases on either side. And even the one is appears to be bigger than the other one. Is that correct, Anita? The no, one? no, no, no. They're exactly the same size. But, Are they? You know, just with when the, you photograph them, I can't tell whether they're well, the same size or not. It's the no, way, it's just it's if, the angle. Photo- yeah, if you don't get the angle just right. And then, you know, depending on some lenses, distort the room so the walls look like they're leaning. And so I'll have to go in and undistort them and so sometimes that so unless you're pointed exactly at the center of the room yeah they look but they're off but and then some people think I put them in front of that I'm blocking windows in my house but they're built in and the windows are above so anyway there's a lot of confusion about what's and I get in trouble for that. So, well, there, nope. there's no confusion or trouble mm-hmm. here. It's an absolutely beautiful room. So, we should link to Anita's uh, bookcases and her bookcases. living room there because it's absolutely stunning mm-hmm. the way you've handled that. And that, again, is, as Anita has said, is in an open concept area, which is sometimes a harder space to create symmetry because you've got a lot going on. And, like, where do you, where is your focal point? It shifts throughout the same open space. So, some people might be dealing with that same issue. Did you find that to be more challenging, Anita, than other rooms that you've decorated? I think absolutely. Like you said, because it's hard to get some symmetry and balance because the room is so big and it has so many different functions and it's the same room as the kitchen and the breakfast room. So it's it's not just, you know, normally a room is a rectangle. And if you want to do some symmetry, it's easy to say that's the center here. I'm going to do symmetry this way and that. But it's like you said, the center of the living room doesn't align with the center necessarily of the kitchen. And then there's the breakfast room. So yeah, I think it is more difficult, but it definitely can be done. And everybody loves open concept now, but open concept is very tough to decorate. Mm-hmm. I think so, mm-hmm. but it. But I, I love it. And we didn't have an open concept house until we moved here five years ago. So before that, I had very much a traditional house that had closed off rooms. And I know some people decry and say, "Oh, we wish we go back to the closed off rooms where it's not open concept." But personally. I adore the open concept. It it works so well for my family and, and we love to cook together. And so it's, it's just, it's worked so well for us. Wonderful. Awesome. Wow. Okay. So, you know, today you caught a really big secret. We let you in on that one. And even if you had an inkling of what the secret was, I hope that you learned some more about symmetry. Uh, and right now, ding, ding, ding. 
Ding, ding, ding. We are going to be doing our tip of the day, our listener tip of the day. And today is, you know, we've got secrets and now we're getting a little bit of a confession. Oh, so, yes, I like a confession in. slash tip. So okay. Patricia was listening to the podcast and at one point we spoke about black stainless. And I must say, ladies, we kind of poo-pooed the black stainless. Uh-oh, uh-oh. No, Patricia was not upset with us. She understood. So Patricia wrote in to let us know that she, in fact, has black stainless refrigerator. And she had to get the black stainless refrigerator because, of course, the morning that she was having a luncheon for 12, her once stalwart refrigerator pooped out on her. So running down to the appliance store, the only thing available was a black stainless. So she grabbed it and I dare say Patricia may have gotten a good deal on it because it was the black stainless. But (laughs) so there's the confession part. Patricia has a black stainless fridge and she has other appliances that are the regular stainless. But she's telling us her tip is that the black stainless really reads like a dark gray and it mixes oh. really, really well with her regular stainless. Oh, wow. Good wow. tip. So, Great. you know, maybe what we were seeing, because we never had it, you know, in our own homes, and maybe we were seeing black stainless in ads where they were tr- sort of emphasizing the the blackness of it, but maybe it really in life, like Patricia is experiencing, reads as dark gray, and then it mixes oh, really well. Okay. Oh, that's so the to know, yeah. And so there's your confession and your tip from Patricia. And the extension of that, I would say, is probably that you could probably get a pretty good deal on black stainless appliances. So you know, you might want to give them another look, even if you're mixing it with other stainless. So thank you to Patricia. We really appreciate you coming clean with us and giving us a tip at the same time. That's wonderful. Well, thanks, Patricia. And this has been so fun as always. I hope you learned something. I know I did. And it was fun to chat about ways to add symmetry to our home. So remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. Hey, everybody, we want to thank you so much for listening to Decorating Tips and Tricks. And we want to make it even easier for you to listen. And it's easier if you subscribe. You just click the subscribe button on our website, www.decoratingtipsandtricks.com. Or you can subscribe through Apple Podcast or any of your favorite podcast listeners. When you subscribe, DTT comes free right to you three days a week. So until next time.